a breath because you've arrived to the Bliss Tonic Podcast where bliss is not about rising above the human experience, but rather being your whole messy, beautiful, authentic self. In this podcast, you'll learn how to master the art of non-judgmental self-inquiry, learn new ways to play this game of humanity instead of being played, and connect to the wisdom of both ancient and modern philosophy and esoteric practices. I'm your host, Michelle Anthony, and I offer you an inside look into my learnings as a yogi, spiritual life coach, and intuitive. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Woo, it's been a minute. Um, <laughs> I'm currently trying to be quiet in my bedroom while recording this in hopes that um, my toddler is sleeping. So if I sound weird, it's probably one part that and one part I still have crazy jaw pain from the dentist. Why? Oh my gosh. I was all over Instagram sharing about my dental journey and it really was. It was a shadow work journey. It was an initiation. <laughs> it was so many things. Um, but I was sharing about how everybody should book their freaking dental work because dentists will say that they are full and don't have room for you. But I know for a fact that they do if you make a compelling case. So if you've been putting off going to the dentist, guess what? I heard it from the horse's mouth that they are just picky about who they take on as new clients. So, you know, stop putting it off and do it. And also, book. <laughs> I had three cavities filled. I was so scared because the last person said I had 11 cavities, which I do not. I'm pleased to inform you. Um, but I had three of them filled all on the right side of my mouth. And um, yeah, basically I've had jaw pain ever since. And I had my chiropractor put on the little like finger condom situation and do a TMJ release brought me to tears. Anyways, all that to say, do it, book your appointment. Also, spring for the nitrous. That's all I'm saying is they're going to try to talk you out of it. And I was so scared. I was like, not going to do it. And I'm so glad that, you know, I had somebody tell me like, yeah, just ask them how much it costs, like pay. It was like $51 and you know, it did, it took me on a journey and I was just like getting all of these messages on human resilience and like the amounts of pain that we can go through and the power of dissociation and just like how, what an amazing coping mechanism um, dissociation and numbing is, um, and just like, cut. humans can go through so much pain and turmoil and still find ways to thrive, even if it's like pockets of thriving. Um, it's just, yeah, I, if you're on TikTok, you inevitably know what it's like to end up in the fucked up side of TikTok and hear all of these stories you can't unhear and just like horrific things that people go through. 
And yeah, as I was getting my teeth done, you know, one part of me was like, bitch, you're just getting, you're just getting your cavities filled. It's not that big of a deal. Like you're not going through this like huge traumatic, um, event or anything like the things you see on TikTok. But in the end, resilience is resilience, whether it's from a hugely traumatic situation or from daily practices where you put yourself in situations where you are asked to be resilient or your body is asked to be resilient. I just went in this journey into human resilience and specifically the power of numbing and dissociation. And that really sticks out for me because I have been in such a numb and dissociated state lately. Um, and to the point where it's like, you know, hard for me to get things done to like complete tasks, which is whatever. I mean, I, if I look at what I'm actually doing, my bare minimum is amazing. I actually am doing quite a bit and using my body a lot and, you know, definitely revealing this inner dialogue of like the guilt from being a quote unquote lazy girl which like, it's called rest. <laughs> but is it really rest if it's dissociation? That is something that I've been playing around with in my mind and trying to find this like healthy balance of not making myself wrong for where I'm at, but to attune, like turning up the dial of feelingness a little bit in those dissociated states, turning up the dial just a little bit as far as like, consciously engaging with the activities where I am numbing or dissociating like doom scrolling or like you know getting into a new tv series like oh my god I just watched the secrets of playboy speaking of messed up stuff it's on hulu um it's insane like very very messed up and I'm very sensitive to that kind of stuff just like anything messed up of <laughs> people having power over other people like it's just all anyways so I don't know why I just got sucked into that rabbit hole there's like so many episodes and every free moment I'm like going into that dark space and I totally get it like why we as humans not me personally but like love horror or like thrillers or just like are addicted to that messed up part of society I guess even if it's just we're like observing it from the outside we're listening to like murder podcasts or like I don't know it just makes so much sense and especially the deeper I go into my existential kink journey of shadow work the more I'm letting myself get off on the messed up things about my life and so like for me, just feeling like this guilt for laying in bed, like I'm currently laying in bed. <laughs> and, you know, the little inner voice that's like, oh, you don't deserve this though, because you need to be marketing shadow priestess and you need to be like doing this and that and that. And just like listening to the tone of that little inner voice and 
just the overall message of like, well, you're a lazy girl who can't do anything. And it's so funny. Like I'm just smiling talking about this right now because the charge is so um, minimal because of the work that I've been doing with learning to discover how much I love the messed up parts of my life, myself, and society in general. And it's something that I could not have done before because honestly, like, and anybody who knows me knows, like, I do not watch horror movies. I don't. I Like, anything scary, especially related to ghosts and spirits or murder, like, I'm... I will have nightmares that are 10 times worse than anything that I see on a screen. Like, so I'm very sensitive, but starting to incorporate even more existential kink practices and really going into like this embodied shadow work in the moments when I'm feeling triggered has helped me alchemize the like gripping sensation or that just like hopelessness in those freeze states, whatever it is, whether it's like more inactivated, um, like fight response of like the anxiety, the gripping, the like uh, shout, like everything that happens to you physiologically, or if it's more of a freeze state and I'm sinking into hopelessness and I've learned to like go into my body and just ride the wave and enjoy it. And I think, you know, it's like one part being the observer of the stories that you'd find yourself ruminating on and one part going into your body and into pure sensation and recognizing that, you know, excitement and anxiety are so similar and this like fear and gripping actually like it's it's the it's very it's a pure sensation enjoyable <laughs> and when you can like get out of your head and into your body like if in my head I'm like then spinning all these messed up thoughts if I can then just go into like oh and it feels like this gripping in my heart and it feels like this and I'm noticing um you know, shallow breathing. I'm noticing like my jaw is absolutely tense AF. Like, and how can I just like breathe into that as if I'm like receiving this orgasmic delight out of just noticing what's going on in my body. And it honestly, it, it works, um, for a lot of things. And that's just one thing is the lazy girl, situation this one thing I have like a couple other like little points that I want to share with you around like what I've been alchemizing lately through the process that I'm going to share with everyone inside of shadow priestess and all of those um, components of all of this work can fit into the three phases of shadow priestess which is regulation, activation, and play. And sometimes I go straight to play. Sometimes I'm like 
noticing I'm in activation and then I bring regulation. Sometimes I'm noticing I'm in activation and I move into a play state. And sometimes I'm just like, nope, it's not time to process this. It is time to consciously numb out because I do not have space to process this right now and I just need to regulate myself and maybe that means like allowing myself to scroll for a certain amount of time and then be like okay I know that I'm scrolling because I'm resisting this and I'm going to do it anyways because it's about supporting where you currently are instead of trying to control or I want I don't want to say like navigate but it's not about trying to go from one state to another, but flowing with what is present and offering the tools and support and love and compassion and kindness to yourself that support you where you are at. So for me, that looks like, okay, I'm laying in bed. I'm having these like thoughts of, oh, I'm such a lazy girl, which is, again, it's hilarious because I'm absolutely not. I just need rest. <laughs> because I'm tired and yet I have these big goals and yet I have this huge to-do list then I'm going to be really sad if I like the deadline for shadow priestess is coming up like we start on February 16th like I had all these things that I wanted to do and I would be pretty upset with myself if I just didn't do what I knew I could do um and so just like holding both at the same time, it's not wrong that I'm resting. It's not wrong that I want to get this stuff done. Where can I meet myself where I'm at and offer this like regulation and play and by sharing it on my social media when I was like, okay, guess what? This is, this is what I'm feeling. I'm just laying in bed again. Like here we are. <laughs> I lay in bed a lot. Um, but it also is my home office is my bedroom. So, you know, it is what it is, but it just released this pressure and meeting myself where I'm at means I'm in bed right now with my little road wireless go to, and I am recording this podcast for you based on notes that I had like a couple, maybe a week ago, we'll say. So here we are. I'm meeting myself where I'm at and I'm recording this while being in bed with a little bit of coffee. And that's what feels nourishing to me. Another narrative that I find, and especially when you're working with shadow, it's important to know that it's not like you're not specifically working through like a traumatic event that happened to you. Like that, of course, could be also something that is repressed. We push down or avoid, like whatever. But that's different than the shadow work that, you know, like I'm really here to help with. Um, there's a lot of methods to deal with more of those um, trauma big traumatic situations in life and you can place some of this work onto that but it is something where then that would be more like you know working with a therapist hand in hand with somatic practitioner hand in hand with just like really getting a full team of people um, depending on what feels right to you but what I specialize in is in the repeating patterns so the shadow is you know, what keeps coming up for you in a different way, you know, just a little bit differently or what ruminating thoughts do you keep circling back to? Um, and for me, it's so 
like I've done so much of like the inner work and the digging and the um just like getting to the root of this one and it is about like being found out by some authority you know a lot of times it's like ooh, the government is gonna find me and it's I can apply it to my current situation of like oh I'm gonna do my taxes wrong you know and the government's gonna find me when I was living in Canada it was oh the government is gonna like whatever when I was in in the states before that it was oh I'm gonna get pulled over for such like any fucking reason you know and then as a child I can put it to you know how I was raised and this kind of like more authoritarian and like the walking on eggshells and the like not knowing how parental finger is gonna like react um, because it was kind of like explosive at times and so it was always this subconscious like looking for what I might be doing wrong so that I don't piss them off and cause like a situation where I'm gonna like validate the fact that I am like a bad kid or or wrong in some way um and somebody's gonna be right and I will be wrong and there's like yeah just like the programmed worthiness around that um yeah so anyways that's something really interesting and anytime I notice that thought coming up or I get anxious or like you know I'm gonna get even just being on social media and being like oh you know I'm going to get found out or such and such a person. What if they stumble? What if this like family member, I've blocked all my family on my social media, but like, what if this family member like sees this? And the truth is like, yeah, I mean, I've had family members that, um, you know, like make fun of me at every holiday and, you know, I'm just my Aquarius moon, psychedelic black sheep. It is what it is. (laughs) And... (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with this. Okay. Yeah. 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 Being found out. Um, so like it just have, I've learned that, you know, being seen, being found out, exposing myself in a way that feels funny and like cute to me is total fuel for the wrong people who don't actually support me or aren't my clients, you know? Because it's not even maybe that they don't support me. It's just like my pathway doesn't fit in in their like whatever values, which is totally fine because like I'm not in control of what other people's values are is the truth and it just takes courage to be able to hold my vision for my life and to hold my truth and to know my, you know, like moral integrity and values are intact and in accordance with me. And so here's the practice and I'm going to tie it back into, (laughs) and I'm going to tie it back into my dental experience is the truth is in the moments that I hear like, okay, this person is talking shit about me you know, and having all of these expectations placed on my life without taking into consideration how I feel. And it's, it's, it's like, okay, there's disappointment, there's embarrassment, there's all of these things going on. There's anger, there's like righteousness. And when I go into my body 
you know, it's like the gripping and what it makes me want to do is like control the narrative by like not talking to anybody, by removing like whatever, or like, you know, there's some part of me that wants to like grip and control. And it's so funny because that's like what I don't want. That's like what I resist. That's what I resent in other people. Um, and when I can just like hold that in myself, it's like so cute now. Like when I'm feeling those sensations in my body, you're like, of course I feel that way. Like this is just kind of like, of course you would want to be accepted. Of course we're feeling this way. This is the pattern. Like you're so silly. And just being able to talk to myself like that, it just helps me speak it out loud. And it's part of me like sharing with, you know, my social media or with you in a deeper form here in the podcast. It's, it takes away the charge when you're able to realize that on some level, subconscious level, and the connection between the subconscious and the body is so deeply powerful and so funny because our nervous system is actually just like such an important tool that we overlook how much information goes from the body to the brain versus you know something initiating in the brain and then going into the body it's I think it's like 80% body to brain and 20% brain to body so the truth is that our nervous system picks up on other people's nervous systems and this is all happening on an unconscious level where our body will react and then as a result, the thoughts will start to, you know, the familiar patterned thoughts will start to pop up and be like, oh, this person is, you know, rejecting me or, or I'm going to get found out or I'm naughty. I'm bad. I'm such a bad girl because I probably don't know how to do things right. And they're going to find out. <laughs> and it is so cute. Cause like, gosh, what a, what an, what an amazing protective mechanism that is. There's nothing wrong with anything that's going on. And in fact, I believe that a lot of us are like borderline addicted to these sensations of being activated in a fight, flight, or freeze response. Those sensations are actually like exciting to our system. And a lot of the self-sabotage that happens because of this, we actually enjoy the results, which is ends up being the things we don't like in our life right now that are perhaps are what we think of as a result of you know certain behaviors or certain ways that we think or self-sabotage or whatever it is that we think is the reason that we don't, that we have all of these things in our life that we don't love, a part of us does love that. A part of us feels safe because of these things in our life that are not going the way that we would like them to. 
And it's so funny, like here's an example for me, like I totally just went and hurt my own feelings going into my newsletter and seeing, I don't know, it just shows you who, like how many people unsubscribe per like newsletter you send. And I went in and like looked at the people who unsubscribed and I was like, ah, you know, just like totally hurt my own feelings on purpose. I was like, ooh, you know, this is actually exciting. And then it makes me feel righteous, maybe a little bit angry. Like there's all of these fun sensations. Wouldn't describe them as fun, you know, consciously, unconsciously, mm, exciting. And the result of having those sensations and then thoughts is that it keeps me protected. It helps me shut down my vulnerability. It makes me um, not want to share. And it's actually a lot less work for me when I don't share as much. And then I don't have to be found out. And then everybody will just kind of like me. So that's kind of like this unconscious process that I go through whenever I experience something like that, that it's like, oh, wow, people unsubscribe. Like people, I unsubscribe from stuff all the time. My friend was just telling me they unsubscribe from stuff because it's already on social media and then it's just the same thing in a newsletter. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I love the feeling of being rejected because it makes me feel righteous, because it helps me not take as many risks, it helps me feel safer, if people don't like me, then I can like reject them, hopefully before they reject me, you kind of get where I'm going with this, like maybe none of that is necessarily true for you, but a part of you loves the fight a part of you loves the struggle a part of you loves being the victim a part of you loves falling apart a part of you loves being the lazy girl a part of you loves feeling like you're rejected like you're going to get found out by people that you're actually a really bad person a part of you loves that has kept you safe it keeps you in your patterns it keeps you in your comfort zone it keeps you from perhaps getting rejected in a bigger scale like and this is all of course just like the shadow work of getting to the root like okay I can get to the root of it but there is so much more than just like understanding where this pattern came from like why is this this way there is so much more to it when you start to not only notice the sensations, but then learn how to regulate your nervous system while feeling the sensations. When you learn how to go into an activated state consciously in order to work with the energy when you're in those activated states, when you're like in fight or flight, when you're in this like rage or anger or when you're in this like space you know how to work with that energy in a powerful alchemical way without making it wrong without projecting it out into the world there's so many ways that you can work with activation um, in a way that's not harmful in a way that's actually deeply healing and this is one of the reasons I love breathwork journeys is because it it puts your body into a sympathetic 
response, which is the fight, flight, freeze response in the body in order to heal these experiences and sensations and patterns that live in your body in that state. So that's like entering, dipping your toes into that state in order to heal and process. And it is like a psychedelic trip (laughs) straight up. And I love it. Um, And then another way to go deeper into activated states is to like do the deeper journaling practices where you're doing more of the digging. Um, And then play is that final phase. And this is where we get into like how you talk to yourself, how you recognize that you, um, you know, are loving the patterns about your life that keep all this keeps coming up I must like it (gasps) I must like it in some capacity I must like it on a subconscious level because consciously this fucking sucks and I don't want it and I want to fix this I want to make it go away but you learn that that's not the way you never make something go away by ignoring it completely like ooh calling all of us out with that one right just says like and I know I've made episodes about this and how dealing with negative entities like you can't just be like go away go away go away go away you have to stand firm and like who what what do you want no this isn't something you know that I want to engage with so I'm gonna pass and uh, do these protections, not from a place of like, and now I have to be protected. Oh my gosh. Like we are a lot more powerful than we give ourselves credit for, but only when we're in a state of being in empowered awareness, only if we are increasing our ability to look boldly at aspects of ourselves and our lives that perhaps are uncomfortable, scary, anxiety-producing. And if we can truly be honest with ourselves, like fully honest, more honest than we've ever been, that's where real change happens. That's where the shifts start to happen in your life. And that's what I've been experiencing through this next layer of shadow work that I've been playing in is, you know, noticing all of these changes in my external life. And there's this piece too, that I have been a little bit avoiding. And it is the recognition of that. Because it's not perfect because it's not exactly as I would like it to be because like whatever, like bitch, I can make a million reasons why I shouldn't be happy with the way things are now, but I could also make a million reasons why my life is better, more enriched, happier, abundant than it was a year ago for damn sure two years ago. So just this recognition and gratitude for the changes that are here for the depth that I've gained in my practice and in my ability to show up as, you know, a mentor, as a coach, as a reader 
for people and and the work that I'm able to do is in, extremely enhanced by that ability to look directly at the discomfort. So if this is a process that is calling to you, if you want support and mentorship around this work as you go another layer deeper, as you are, you know, willing to open yourself more and more and more to honest self-study and I don't say evaluation because it's not about like the spreadsheet and like looking and getting improvement it's just about a general creating a general sense of well-being in your life of creating a sense of like I've totally got me through any situation and you can actually learn to become an expert at dealing with discomfort you can learn to enjoy some of the lower moments in your life the more you do this work and because of that you just open yourself up to to more joy more fulfillment in life on a day-to-day basis with a lot less work if I'm being honest (laughs) And hopefully along the way, help you remember all of the tools that you have access to while opening your vocabulary of tools. All of this is inside Shadow Priestess, which is a three-month intimate group coaching mentorship and a slowly dripped online course. So there's class where we do the you know hot seat coaching it is gonna be an intimate group this round so I'm thinking it'll probably be around five or six people so there will be plenty of space to let yourself be heard to just feel totally supported and inspired by the other women inside of this container And then the online course is just a separate journey that goes just hand in hand with the work that we're doing in a real tangible way with a lot more support and with all of the tools. In the first phase, which is regulation, I'm bringing in a nervous system specialist who is going to help us learn about polyvagal theory and some of the tools that we can use for regulating ourselves because the truth is that sometimes when we are in that state it's hard to come to the tools it's hard to use the tools that will support us in that state and she's also going to help us recognize when we're trying to control things instead of nurture ourselves where we're at So you get coaching every other week on Thursday nights and then every other Sunday morning we have a little Sunday sermon and body worship and then you also get access to WIP which is my signature embodiment membership which is a entire library of practices of breathwork journeys, of yoga classes, of, you know, activations with just like a form of hypnosis and Akashic energy work. You get monthly Akashic themes uploaded and then there's also weekly classes live every Wednesday. So you get access to 
that as well. So we start on February 16th, which if you're listening to this at a later date, check back in. There may be another way to join in. I don't know if I'm going to be offering it again at this capacity. I may offer the online course version separate, um, but I definitely, um, yeah, I'm not sure what that would look like yet. So if you're interested in getting in on this first round, I would love to connect with you and just see if it would be a good fit. It's specifically for women who've already kind of done some of the digging shadow work, who's already tried other modalities or other techniques um, to discover, you know, your triggers, the origins of your triggers, all that kind of stuff. And you're ready to actually feel a little better, or perhaps you recognize that your shadow work is leading you into this like even more guilt of like, why can't I fucking change? Why am I still doing these things? I've done all of this healing. Like this is still showing up. Like this is for you. If you're in that space of like, why is this still coming up? Why is this here? Because really it's not about going deeper. It's not about being harder on yourself. It's not about cultivating more discipline. It's about tuning into the magic of the moment. It's about somatically experiencing your perfection right here, right now in a tangible way and recognizing that there's nothing wrong with your patterns and there's a way for you to alchemize the energy of these perhaps quote-unquote negative patterns and turn them into almost a superpower or at the very least find the silver lining and embrace them, work with them, and start to build trust within your entire system. So if you know this is for you, you can shoot me an email. I'll also put the link to the sales page for Shadow Priestess. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful that I chose to sit here, grab my mic, and spend some time with you. Thanks so much for listening. Huge thank you to Kyle Piper for editing this podcast. If this felt healing or helpful to you, I would love for you to leave a rating or write a review. I hope you have an amazing week. Mm -hmm.